Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. On Monday of this week, Ontario Premier Doug Ford announced the lifting of some restrictions related to the pandemic. Flanked by the Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Kyron Moore, Ford outlined a number of changes to provincial restrictions. Among those changes, there will be an allowance for greater numbers of people to gather at organized public events, including Remembrance Day ceremonies and the Santa Claus Parade. On the same day, MPP David Piccini held an online meeting with mayors and parade organizers to discuss the implications of the Premier's announcement. Before the day was over, Coburg Council gave its approval for organizers to start preparing a traditional Santa Claus Parade. Other municipalities were also busy making plans. Reporter Mark Cowan and I have spent the past week exploring the impact of this announcement and spoke with many of the people responsible for the decision to put on a Santa Claus parade. Joining me now is Mark Cowan. Welcome, Mark. Hello, Rob. Mark, you spoke to many people on the front lines working to get parades organized. What was the big picture reaction? Everyone really wanted to make sure that there was a parade this year. Some of the communities didn't have a parade. Some had a different kind of parade last year. But everybody definitely wanted to do the let's return to normal idea. So I I, I reached out to all seven different municipalities in Northumberland County that traditionally have uh, parades. And and I heard back from five of them. uh, And you'll hear bits and pieces from them uh, during uh, during this report. I, I found out that we're going to have a parade pretty much in all of those areas uh, that I talked to, but they're going to be different kinds of parades depending on which community it is. Now, Rob, you've spoke with the health unit and with David Piccini on things that are happening this week from the organizational end of things and the government side of things. Can you let us know what they had to say? Yes, I did, Mark. While Ford made it clear changes are taking place, the details, especially around gatherings like Remembrance Day and Santa Claus parades, were still in the works. Earlier this week, the health unit didn't have any of the details. Here is Ann Holt, the health unit's Director of Health Protection, explaining how it is proceeding. So in this particular case, we understand that the province will be lifting um, some of its restrictions on community events, including parades, and that there will be some regulatory changes coming to the provincial legislation. Uh, We have not received the details of these yet, um, but at the point that we do, uh, it'll give us a better understanding on what the requirements will be around uh, parades. So the health unit will continue to support our 
for municipalities in being able to safely host community traditions such as Santa Claus's parades uh, while keep keeping each other safe. So at this point, we're waiting on the province to release some updated regulations related to community events, uh, which will provide us with uh, the details that we need on on how these will uh, will proceed this holiday season. RMPP David Pacini wasted no time once the official announcement was released. Here he is talking about what moved him to act so quickly. Well, I've heard from a number of constituents, quite a few, about uh, about the importance of this and asking questions about it, specifically related to the province's position. So I followed up with Dr. Uh, Dr. Moore, our Chief Medical Officer of Health, who said he sees no concerns around those outdoor organized events um, given the limited uh, limited risk of, of spread of, of COVID-19 at outdoor events. We know um, outdoors by and large is safe and um, and I'd wanted to connect um, with, with mayors about that. So some people that are listening right now might be a little bit uh, concerned or questioning about uh, larger gatherings of people. Uh, especially for an event like a Santa Claus parade, especially when you have families and kids involved. What did the officials have to say? Safety is a huge priority. Think about it, Mark. We know traditionally lots of families love going to the Santa Claus parade. It's a chance to see beautiful floats, listen to bands, have some fun. But more than anything, it's a chance to see Santa. It is the kickoff to the holiday season. Now, within the context of the pandemic, you're bringing together huge numbers of people, many families with children. Some of those kids are 11 years old and younger, and these are kids that aren't vaccinated yet. So here again is Ann Holt giving her thoughts on kids' safety at the Santa Claus Parade. Well, we know that outdoor events are lower risk, um, but it is important. Uh, you've made an important point, Rob. Uh, these uh, Santa Claus parades generally draw an unimmunized population. So they're generally our young kids that attend these kinds of events with their families. So it's important that we can maintain these, uh, these traditions for our young children, however, be able to do them safely. So, uh, you know, in in these kinds of events, you know, uh, any individual should be staying home if they're sick. Uh, they should be trying to maintain physical distance where possible, even though they're outdoors, uh, in addition to wearing a mask, even though they're outdoors, uh, and uh, washing hands, using hand sanitizer, those kinds of things. So, you know, we're, we're wanting to support our communities in celebrating festive traditions, uh, while everybody is able to sort of protect each other. Mark, those guidelines were released on Thursday. There's no capacity limits now for parades and ceremonies like Remembrance Day. People are at being asked to physically distance, but if they can't, then they're being asked to wear masks. Now, when you spoke with MPP David Puccini, what did he have to say? Well, this is what he had to say about keeping unvaccinated children safe. Well, I think that we all are very familiar over the last number of years now with, um, with both public health measures, physical distancing, etc. Um, all of these measures that have been put in place, um, we know that the best, uh, the best people to protect their children would be parents, and I uh, have utter confidence in, in parents' abilities to do that. Um, 
if one, for whatever reason, isn't comfortable in such an outdoor venue, um, they don't have to show up, obviously. You know, I'm going to continue to rely on the guidance of the, the Ontario Chief Medical Officer of Health, who says that it is okay um, and safe for, for children and families to enjoy uh, Santa Claus parades, these special moments, and of course, uh, Remembrance Day ceremonies coming up. So, Mark, the groundwork is laid. Municipalities and organizers can go ahead with traditional parades if they choose. So what did you find out when you spoke to parade organizers across Northumberland? Well, there was definitely a mixed reaction. Um, last year, uh, both Warkworth and Brighton had static parades. And when I spoke with Nancy Honey in uh, Warkworth and uh, uh, Lloyd Hutchinson uh, out of Brighton, about their plans for this year. Uh, Workworth, again, is going to go with a static parade, and Brighton, who did nothing last year, are going to actually have a static parade this year. So they've already made decisions to do that, um, but they they don't necessarily um, want to miss having a parade. Here's Lloyd Hutchinson, chair of the Brighton Community Events and Civic Awards Committee, talking about their decision. No, I, I got information yesterday uh, about it opening up, and uh, again, we, we have to have a, a, a meeting, but at this point, it's been passed by council, and we've had a lot of work put into it, and to start changing it, I'm not sure if we'll confuse everyone, but uh, at this point, unless we're told different, we will uh, carry on with the static parade. And other municipalities are going ahead as well. Colvin Cramming Townships organizer Tracy Loveless of the Legion is explaining what they are going to have happen here. The original plan was to go ahead and have the parade as usual. Um, found out that Coburg had cancelled theirs due to the restrictions and got thinking, well, you know what? Maybe we better cancel too. And of course, everybody was saddened by that. Uh, I had said that once again, I would, we would do like we did last year, jump on, put Santa on a float, and people stayed home, and we came to them. Um, last Monday, there was a meeting with uh, Mr. Pacini and the mayors and, and organizers, and out of that, he had said that we could if we wanted to, to go ahead and have our parades, that we decided uh, that the we had kind of heard that the, the Ontario uh, outdoor limit was going to be lifted. So we figured, well, you know what? The parade's been kind of planned. We canceled our band, but I got a hold of them, and they were able to jump back on again. Parades ago, November 27th. Colburn is not the only one to decide to try a traditional parade. That's right. So they had originally cancelled their parade much like Coburg had, and when they heard Coburg was going to go with a traditional parade, they decided to do the same as well. Uh, Coburg, as I mentioned, initially we're going to have a parade on the original date that they normally have, November 21st. Uh, they were It was going to be a regular parade, and then they decided it was going to be cancelled because of uh, provincial guidelines and, and concerns. And then right after that, there was talk about the things changing again, So the, and then the meetings that were held. 
So they ended up deciding that they were going to have a meeting again. So I spoke with Adam Bureau. He's a COBRA counselor and a member of the DBIA. Well, he represents the council on the DBIA. And he's involved um, in the parade uh, discussions. And here's what his take is on having a parade in a pandemic. Um, well, if, if you're in close proximity to other people, then please wear a mask. And other than that, make sure you're sanitized. And if you're sick or not feeling well, then don't go. It's basically up to the, each individual and their parents to uh, to make sure that their, their family is safe. Not every municipality was quick to jump on. No, that's right. So when I talked uh, to um, Nancy Allenson from Campbellford, they were eager to have a parade last year they had a static one it doesn't work very well um in colburn they they didn't necessarily sorry in campbellford they didn't necessarily want to uh go that route again uh so they had tentatively scheduled a uh parade that was a traditional parade but they were definitely waiting on getting more direction from the government and i spoke to her prior to yesterday's announcement by the government. Yeah, so there's a big announcement on Monday about all the businesses and event venues like that, the changes there and the entire schedule going forward. There was also reference in the news, um, the media release, that uh, they'd be looking at parades uh, going forward, so Santa Claus parades and Remembrance Day parades. So as soon as we hear what that information is, that will really help us um, navigate the uh, putting on a parade within a, a few short weeks. So what are their next steps? Well, here she is again, uh, explaining what their plans are going to be. Well, and this is where one of my questions when we had the meeting on Monday was who's going to be responsible for that? Because it is, um, you know, to put that onus on these volunteers, because these are all volunteers that organize the parades, it's a little bit, you know, more than what I think people are anticipating. And I think that's what the hesitancy is about putting a parade on, is, you know, what are we required to do in, in those circumstances? So really our... Um, because of parade, you have to have road closures and blocks, uh, roads blocked up. We require volunteers to help specifically with that. Um, we can look at the theme. We're thinking about maybe creating a theme that might then create um, the people participating on the floats would be families. Okay. Or would be uh, people who are already in their bubbles or their cohorts um, as well. So what does it mean for Campbellford now that the guidelines came out on Thursday? Well, I think that they're planning to have a parade. When I talked to Nancy, uh, she was she was definitely uh, for having a parade if they could, and they had everything in place. So I think that's ultimately what they're going to be doing. Um, you have to understand that everybody really wants to make sure that they have this opportunity for their citizens to get together and have as normal a Christmas time as possible. Mark, it seems like everyone's trying to find a balance. Understandably, communities want to return to familiar activities from pre-pandemic times. Santa Claus parades are a great tradition, and they kick off the holiday season. And they're good at stimulating business for local retailers at Christmas time. But we're still in the fourth wave of global pandemic. That's right. Um, I mean, a lot of consideration is taken into account. So we've got... Um, Two static parades are going to happen, both in um, Brighton and in Workworth. Nobody's going to get out of the car. They're going to drive by, so that's going to be you know nice and safe. We've got three different parades that are happening in uh, traditional parades in different communities. 
but there are two of them are going to be in the evening, um, which is something that is uh, new for Coburg at least, and and may help in the uh, distancing aspect. So, just a quick rundown of who's doing what um, in order by date. Uh, we've got Brighton having their parade on November the 19th at 7 p.m. It will be a static parade held uh, in the industrial park. Uh, Campbellford is next up on November 27th at 4 p.m., and it's a regular parade downtown. Colburn is another regular parade downtown the same day, November 27th at 7 p.m. Workworth has their static parade at the arena grounds on December the 3rd at 7 p.m., and Coburg is having, as I mentioned, the first evening parade that will be going through the downtown core on December the 4th at 6 p.m. Unfortunately, I didn't hear back from Port Hope or Grafton in time to be able to get them in as part of this, but I'm sure if people just check their um, uh, local community uh, Facebook pages and web pages for the municipality, they'll find out when they're having their parades as well. Mark, thanks for such great reporting. My pleasure. That was reporter Mark Cowan giving us his report on the upcoming Santa Claus parades in Northumberland. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more from Consider This.